just as there is a certain spirituality associated with the desert, as we saw in last week's gospel narrative of Jesus' encounter with the tempter, so there is a spirituality associated with the biblical tradition of going up the mountain. It is there that the ancient prophets and religious leaders like Moses and Abraham encountered God, perhaps with a vision in a conversation, with a revelation. And it always led to a change of course in the normal and ordinary ways that life had been for the people of God, and indeed for the way of life, the, for the way that life would be for God's people. The mountain is a metaphor for transformation. One doesn't encounter God in any place without some change. The ordinary is never going to be the same again. An encounter with the God of the cosmos, the God who gave shape to the contours of the earth, will reshape the very lives of those who put their trust in that God. My experience with God on a mountain was many, many years ago, I was on a tour in Greece. And in parts of Greece, there are these huge rock formations. They're, they're kind of like mountains. They're pretty high. Um, and in the Middle Ages, a group of religious men and a group of religious women, perhaps more than one group of each, built monasteries on top of these rock formations. And they're pretty precipitous. A number of them are closed now, but every time that uh, one of them is available for tours, there are always tours that go up to these monasteries. And there are people who live there. Uh, there's one that's particularly interesting that you can't get to unless you climb up to it or are pulled up in a pulley system with a big basket on the end of it. In any case, um, my perhaps only near-death experience was going up to one of these monasteries. And it involved a very large tour bus and black ice on this switchback road that led up to the mountain. There are more interesting details, but I won't go into them right now. You use your imagination, uh, but it was pretty scary. And unlike Peter in today's gospel, who said it's good for us to be here, I had the opposite reaction. I did encounter God, because I remember speaking to God saying, oh, dear God, get me down out of here. The encounter between God and Abraham in our first reading. God tells Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and you yourself will be a blessing. One might imagine Abraham's surprise. Maybe the lesson for us is never doubt that God can make us more than we can imagine of ourselves, no matter our status, our circumstance, or our age. Jesus' encounter with the voice from the cloud in today's gospel is also about a change in, in life, a change in life for Jesus. He is about to embark 
on his earthly ministry. And into that change, that transformation of Moses, Abraham, and Jesus, we place our own Lenten journey. Seeing it as a series of encounters in the mountain, in the desert, in the geography where, where we live, where we shape our lives, challenged by the word of God as the source of the meaning of our life. Those moments of spiritual insight, whenever they happen, and they do happen, they do happen to us. Remind us we can always be renewed and refreshed by the trust that God has in us. Our conversion is the work of that spirit. And it began with our baptism in a similar way as it began in Jesus' baptism or at the time of his baptism when the voice says to him, you are my beloved, with you I am well pleased. Think of that moment that was spoken in other words at your baptism, even if you don't remember it. Imagine those words coming to you. And so Jesus urges the disciples to understand that the real action is, however, not on the mountain, as glorious as that was, but in the events that will lead through his passion to the glory of his resurrection. We don't get to stay on the mountain. Maybe there's a little bit of Peter in all of us. We're here. We're happy. Why not stay? But it is entering into the journey. The journey of Jesus. Will the disciples understand their own mission and be able to embrace it even haltingly when it, where it will take them? So we not only accompany Jesus, but we accompany each other in solidarity with those that we encounter along the way. And like Abraham, sent to be a blessing. Jesus doesn't apologize or soften the task that lays before them. And so we know that there are those moments of hardship in our mission as there were in his. And so Paul gives us a little comfort when he says, you can bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. And so it is good for us to be here if here can give us a new perspective of the where we would like to be in our Lenten journey. That was the challenge Jesus offered to the disciples being here on the mountaintop and in that mountaintop moment was to prepare them for the where of the journey through suffering to resurrection and he, he would lead them there. My friends, we are the disciples that Jesus takes to the mountaintop and we are privileged, graced to be part of his vision blinding light of the divine presence is accessible to us in Christ. He is the one who brings the love and the voice of God into our humanity. Take to heart the voice 
listen to him. And then hear this voice from the beloved. Rise, do not be afraid. For beyond our fear is his love for us on the journey. One wise writer commenting on this gospel story paraphrased it by saying, say to yourself, I've been to the mountain. But then be sure to add, I've returned to the earth and I will walk with the Lord wherever he leads me.